Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out the Protagonist Podcast. Great characters and great stories. Dueling Genre And welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 live-action Turtles movie one blindfolded field fighting minute at a time. And today, on a very special Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, we will be discussing sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. That's that's <laughs> sexual harassment, <laughs> and I don't have to take it. <laughs> I'm Scott Zofty, and with me, well, hang on, let me introduce you, and then we'll get into it. With me, as always, are our co-host Chris O'Connor. Mm. Rachel Gatlin. Hi. <laughs> Rachel, you're not doing the bit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and Adam Sheehan. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know you were doing a bit. I'm sorry. Doing a bit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we're watching a very uncomfortable minute number 59 today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm glad we don't have a guest. It's probably be, yeah. the most uncomfortable yeah. minute. Well, it's a little bit more incestual this way. Which mm-hmm. makes it worse <laughs> when it's just the four of us discussing the keeping well, it into the family. You know, we're we're recording this tension. just after the end of Game of Thrones, so, yeah, so uh, I, need, is, I need some of that in my life. Is, is a hot topic <laughs> at the moment. Incest is a go. Nope, 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 nope. Minute 59 starts uh, with the end of minute 58, the four turtles in a field while Michelangelo Does is Does minute 59 start with the end of minute 58? <laughs> Does it? <laughs> <laughs> the scene from minute 58. Smart ass. <laughs> and, uh, and 59 ends with Leonardo thinking on a log. Mm. Looking um, like a log. Looking like he's dropping a log. I, I like um, how if, if not, you take just the first I, oh. frame and last frame of this minute, it doesn't seem so bad. Yeah. Really no, not so bad. It's <laughs> the it really, stuff that's inside of it. It really lulls you into a false sense of security. It's the stuff in the uh, middle security. of the sandwich. It's, it's in, the, in, the, in the middle this. of this turtle sandwich. Yeah. It's the Lord. awkward cream in the middle of the awkward Oreo. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. No, no, no. Double stuffed. Did you ever hear about ah. that, that prank you can play on someone where you take the cream out of the Oreo and replace it with toothpaste? That's oh, evil. That's evil. That's yeah. just, that's I would never do it, but... That's like. Although you, you, Adam, wanted to um, candy coat an onion. Yeah, a bu- make, a, make a bunch of candy apples, but one of them's an onion. Oh, God. <laughs> That's great. But then you we know, didn't here know- we are in minute fifty nine. Wait, wait a damn minute. Here we are in minute fifty nine, <laughs> talking about feeding other people gross food, and you, sir, have yet to eat your anchovy pizza. I know, I know, it's I know. True. I haven't so done it either. Bad, My wife is actually really uh, disappointed in me. I might have to I, do like a Facebook live for this. Like, I think we, that's we get, well, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. We need to get this to our listeners, like PDQ. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, before you hear this this, this sound episode? of my voice. 
It will have already happened. So, what are you talking about? I remember when this happened, guys. You guys remember when Adam ate the anchovy pizza? Oh man, it was so cool. Totally happened. Uh, Maybe maybe we should do that when we're on vacation. And then, what about that thing that happened when he was trying to eat it? You remember the thing that happened? Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that was (laughs) disgusting. I I just like that I keep posting my the pizza that I have been eating, and there's no anchovies on any of them. Yeah, Yeah, because anchovies are gross. Adventurous pizzas, but none of them have anchovies. You're uh, you're you're an anchovy tease. (laughs) I know. I'm like really. I'm doing a fan dance, but with anchovies. Casey Jones would probably have something to say about that. (laughs) You purse-grabbing pukes. (laughs) Mm. We'll be in North Carolina soon where the pizza is not great, so maybe we can get some... You'll be in North Carolina soon where they filmed a lot of Ninja Turtles. True. So maybe we can get some bad North Carolina pizza and throw anchovies on it. Sorry, North Carolina, you have bad pizza. (laughs) Hashtag Pizza Friday on the Facebook group. Anyway, let's talk about some turtles, guys. Okay. Okay, no argument. Get to this. I'm so, really tra- I, this is like jumping into a freezing cold pool. I don't want to really get too deep in this. <laughs> one. Let's go. Let's Adam, we're going to take it nice. Nice and easy. Nice, nice and slow. It's Unlike easy. Casey Jones. Yeah. He just, <laughs> he gonna... just rams right in there. Oh, oh, God. oh <laughs> Jesus, like, Rachel! All right, like, like George right. Clinton says, That's if it not don't quite fit, what, don't force it. This is a PG it, film. Right? This is a PG film. <laughs> what does George Clinton say? If it don't fit, don't force it. Right? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I have never heard that. Oh my God! I heard that's if it don't fit. I'm so anyway. sorry. All right. So minute fifty nine starts and ends. We <laughs> talked about that. Um, when we get some lovely ninja sounds, yeah, while the turtles are training, which and I always can, enjoy. And, and the noises just continue. Mm-hmm. Let's just take it easy there, Chris. Just take it easy. We, uh, we cut to, haha, no pun intended, Casey huh. Jones wielding Leonardo's katana, one of his katanas, so we can assume right. that a little bit of time has passed okay, here, I, mm, and he is, right. he is chopping vegetables. Chris, what do, you, okay. what do you think about this? I have, I have all right, so <laughs> first, as, as, the, as the family chef, as, as the guy who does most of the cooking in the house, that is not a great... The thing is just too big. That's just dumb. It looks dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a great say, way to do your vegetables. It does not look very but sanitary. The whole, the whole um, kitchen itself does not appear very sanitary. I, I really no. hope he cooks those things thoroughly. Um, but here's another thing that, we keep, that I, I keep correcting you guys on, and I, oh, and I, I guess yeah. I'm doing it too quietly. <laughs> Uh, it, Leonardo's a, swords are not katanas. They have right. no bend whatsoever. They are straight blades. They are referred to as ninjato, uh, which some people uh, who claim to teach ninjutsu uh, and who claim to have the true ninja lineage, uh, they got scrolls and everything to prove it, um, they, they claim that this is the traditional weapon of the ninja, and they've been claiming it since like the early or mid-20th mid century. Um... The problem is there are no historical like uh, examples of this weapon still in existence. There's nothing from before the 20th century. So these claims that this is the weapon that ninjas used are a little suspect because so, uh, it, it it doesn't make sense that they, that this would be like the traditional common weapon for a you know a fairly uh, uh, robust um, you know under you know sort of espionage, criminal and military organization, and yet there's no surviving an- antique pieces. Whereas the, there's tons of surviving swords. Uh, is, this, is the samurai sword a katana? Yes. Okay, so the samurai, the samurai sword is a katana. 
Yeah, the samurai would carry the two swords, the katana and the wakazashi. The katana Which is, is the long the smaller sword, one, right? And the, and the wakazashi is the short sword. And there's some people that uh, that believe that um, the ninjato might have been sort of a, a, a less well-manufactured or, or just like an intentionally straight version of the wakazashi, or even that they just use the wakazashi, um, that they use a short sword. Which makes sense. If you're being stealthy now, and sneaky, it's good to have a shorter sword than a longer sword. Correct. Uh, question for you. When, when uh, someone uh, in ancient Japanese culture or even in, in you know, samurai media would, would commit seppuku, the ritual suicide, which sword would they use? Uh, oh, I think they just use their knife. I think they use their wakazashi. I mean, they use their tanto. Yeah, they use, like, oh, I don't think they use the wakazashi. I, I, I haven't brushed up on my ritual suicide etiquette lately. But, <laughs> well, what the hell um, are you good for? I'm good for a lot. I'm good for correcting you on what kind of sword it is. Thank That's you very okay. much. True. Point taken. So uh, I think they just use the tanto, the knife. But if they were to use one of the swords, it would be the wakazashi. And then their second, uh, their good buddy, whose duty it is to make sure that they uh, do not soil themselves in dishonor by crying out, you know, because they just cut a giant, you know, hole in their guts and spilled themselves out. The second uses the katana to to remove the head, okay, mm-hmm. or so mostly remove the head anyway. What weapon? This are, what are, what specifically are we looking at? Is this the what is it? The wakazashi? This is the ninjato. This is this a straight, is the ninjato. Okay, yeah, this is this a straight is sword. This is this is the one that makes that definitely makes sense for the height of the ninja craze. Because as I said, like historically, we're not that clear on the ninjato being actually a thing, but it is definitely the weapon that was a big part of the ninja craze in movies and popular culture and and video games and anime and manga and and basically anytime you saw ninjas in in uh, in media um, since forever. Uh, right, since media has all, existed. Yeah, they're 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 using this sword. Okay. Um, sometimes, like in some ninja movies, like depending upon like what they want to do, they'll use a katana instead. But generally, you know, you see people prancing around in the uh, in the full getup with just their eyes showing. They're using a straight bladed sword as a, a ninjato. Mm. Um, I'm googling this right now. It does. I like how it has the wooden handle too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, like, at this time in, like, 1990, um, there would have been, like, a there's a version that still, you can still get it today. Uh, it was, like, you know, sold in, like, century uh, martial arts catalogs. And I remember lusting after it as a small boy, uh, thinking this is the greatest thing ever. It was basically, like, a, a survival kit slash Swiss Army knife sword, where it's the, the ninjato. It's, like, you know, the straight-bladed sword. And the scabbard has, um, like, the scabbard, like, you could open up the end and use it as a snorkel. Uh, it had uh, several shuriken on it, like you slipped shuriken down the blade and they sort of locked into place on the scabbard. Um, I don't think it's called a suba on on, uh, on the ninjato, but on the katana it's called the suba, the guard. Um, so that would have shuriken on it. The, the, the sheath would also have uh, various little like blades, throwing daggers. Um, the cord on it was really long so that you could use it for binding things up and, and uh, repelling. And it was, it was, you know, sort of marketed it as this uh, ultimate you know, survival stealth ninja weapon uh, that you just had to have for ninety nine ninety nine. Ask your parents. Uh, and, I, and fortunately, looking fortunately looking back on it, it's a good thing my parents didn't let me have that. What Boy Scout troop is sending their kids out into the wilderness with a katana that they can snorkel with? <laughs> no, a ninjato. Sorry, a ninjato. You can snorkel with. That None sounds are. ridiculous. None are. It is. It is definitely the sort of thing that um, you know. Uh, 
guys who who just leave home and go off to college um, or drop out of school and live in a trailer (laughs) or never leave home. (laughs) It's the sort of thing when they start getting money of their own, they're like, I think I should buy this. And they do. And sometimes they regret it. Mm. I didn't buy that one specifically, but that phenomenon. mm. I've been saving up for a replica lightsaber handle for years. Mm. So I'm not going to comment. Well, if you want want a a lightsaber replica handle, you don't have to buy one. you can actually get what they used for that handle. It's actually a flashbulb. The Graflex light uh, handle? Something yeah, like that. You can you usually get those. You know how much those, those cost? <laughs> Did they skyrocket again? Oh my god, they're like $400 if you can oh, find Jesus. them. Mm. They, they go up Side and down note, all the time. The lightsaber building community that buys those are in direct competition with the vintage camera community who are also trying to hoard them up to avoid them being destroyed oh, for man. lightsabers. The, oh, man, the Star, Wars, the Star Wars fan community is destroying parts of history. There's another one, like if you've ever seen the Adam Savage like one day build video where he makes Han Solo's blaster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the Mauser, the the original like World War One era um, semi-automatic pistol that that uh, Han Solo's gun is based off of. Like collect gun collectors are furious at like Star Wars fans because they keep buying these old like you know hundred year old weapons and butchering them into Han yeah. Solo mm. blasters. Well we have, thankfully we now there's a lot of, of companies doing uh, cast resin versions of those so they're no longer destroying rules anyway that's for a different podcast well, I, yeah. I just, I just we got wanna, a little carried away <laughs> i just want to throw in here i i googled the uh the ninjatu and i i i found one that's like for sale from some knife catalog and it comes with a backpack sheath and it shows a picture mm. of like what this backpack sheath would look like on a person and it's a a dude in a white t-shirt and khakis yeah it's like yeah when you're in your yeah, white basically... t-shirt and khakis and you need a sword. It is. It is a that white dude. Is the it's, target demo. I will in for this for this episode. I will definitely uh, put up a link to the uh, the <laughs> version of the ninjato that I'm talking about. All right. And what? I'm sure a lot of martial arts geeks. My friend. Uh, I've got a couple of friends who are gonna recognize it right away. But like white t-shirt tucked into like belted khakis. Yeah. Typical like if you're the lamest dad. white guy ever, you need a sword because <laughs> like. Heading out to the office, kids. Let me just name drop one of the lamest white guys who loves swords ever. If you're really, if you think this is funny, his description of, of uh, you know the person in the in the catalog. Look up a guy named Phil Elmore. You'll love it. He he sells this book called Street Sword, and it's all about <laughs> wow. how you should defend yourself by walking around with a sword. You know, in the 21st century. I need to get this book. Sorry, <laughs> Phil. Oh, uh, you anyway, know I just I did. I looked it up. And, uh, <laughs> oh man, I, I highly encourage, don't even, I don't even have to click a link, but I highly encourage people to just type in Phil Elmore. It's spelled Street how it sword. sounds. Um, so Casey Jones is chopping up vegetables and, Being uh, a good conscientious house guest making the food. Yeah. yeah cooking dinner or nice at least helping prepare dinner while eating some of the food. And April walks in, but before we even talk about what April's doing, I want to mention that for the first time ever, I noticed that there's a song playing during this scene. Mm-hmm. I never caught this before. And ah. at first I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to figure this out. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is probably on the soundtrack. And it is. This is the song, Every Heart Needs a Home, by an artist <laughs> named St. Paul, who is also known as Paul Peterson. Do you want some information on this gentleman? Uh, I do, because I'm sure, sure you have it. Yeah. A- it's anything, more anything to keep us from the next uh, couple seconds of this movie? I'm <laughs> delayed gratification, Adam. So mm. this guy was discovered by Prince. Mm. Yes, that Prince, the Purple Prince, and <laughs> the prince. Uh, was a 
member of the a time. Was promised. He was a replacement player in the time. He replaced the uh, original keyboard player in the time, and he appeared in the movie Purple Rain. So hmm. there's a six degrees of Kevin Bacon trick for you right there. All right. <laughs> but uh, how do we get to Kevin Bacon from Oh, there? we can oh, probably just, do it. Just, just wait. Um, <laughs> he was then the lead singer of a group after the time broke up. Prince gathered uh, uh, other friends and family to, to form a group called The Family. And St. Paul was the lead singer of that. He quickly left to start his own solo career. Um, Throughout the late 80s and 90s, this guy toured with the Steve Miller Band. Uh, Prince eventually wrote a song about him leaving the family that appeared on his album Dream Factory. Mm. Uh, This guy was the house bassist for the Donnie and Marie Osmond show in the late 90s and early 2000s. Nice. So he's had a a, a musical career. He's kept going. He hasn't had a ton of hits, but he's been a, a working musician. For all this time. So there you go. St. Paul. He's, he's a mid-level bard. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all I have for him. I'm done. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> all right, Kevin before, Bacon. Before, no, before we get too much further into this minute, if you're, if you're listening, if you're watching this minute specifically alone, you should probably pull the shades down. Make sure. Yeah. Make sure your kids are asleep. Make sure your mom isn't going to walk in. Make sure that door's locked. Give it a, a nice little jiggle just to make sure it's locked. Because yeah, because here comes the part where we stop using words to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, a trigger warning for anyone with ASMR. Because <laughs> it's about to get real steamy up here. Oh, yeah. We're about to make things mm. real hot. So April walks in and she's rubbing PG her shoulder. Anyway. She's rubbing her shoulder. It's all sore and achy from a long day working in the fields out in the farmhouse. And Casey turns. We're fixing things. And he notices April rubbing. Oh, that sore shoulder. So he, he picks up his, there. his manly hands, grasp a pile of carrots freshly chopped by his weapon of death and he carries them over to the sink and he places them gently while turning his attention back to april o'neill who has grabbed ointment out of her drawer and taken a a position near the kitchen table casey comes over and he's he's wondering what am i gonna do how am i going to make my move i know i'm gonna force a neck massage on her. I don't like I'm this gonna at all. give her a shoulder rub like she's never had a shoulder rub before. I wish that was <gasps> over. Even Make if she doesn't want it. <laughs> so April applies a small You're gonna like of, this. You're April gonna like applies it. a small amount of ointment to her shoulders and Casey dries his hands off. He walks over and he hesitates. He thinks <laughs> maybe I shouldn't, but then of course, yes, I should. He <laughs> grabs her idiot. by the shoulders and he forces her into a chair and he begins rubbing the knots in her shoulders and caressing <laughs> the curve of her neck. The nape oh, you got of her neck. <laughs> His long fingers are reaching further and further down oh, her breast. All right, I'll stop. Oh, this <laughs> is stop. enough already. Bottom line is he gives her the world's most aggressive, awkward, sensual neck rub. Mm-hmm. And he's just and getting, it, like, closer. Clo- it's, it's, get, it's, like, it's hard to watch this yeah. this closely. And, like, he starts to do it, and she, like, imme- she like violently shrugs him off. Like, no! She doesn't yeah, want to like, like it, it was but a, secretly... It was pretty obvious that she was, like... You know, that was, like, a pretty clear, nope. But then he's, like... More force will solve this problem. <laughs> yeah, but then it does. I mean, Casey's she's not the most intuitive. Some... I'm I'm sure if she didn't want it to continue by now, she would have like punched him in the. There balls is a sword right in front of her. Right, like she um, she's she's held her ground before. She know her her no we... is a no. It's a solid guys, no. Let's just 
take stock for a minute. She's been mugged by teenagers. Mm-hmm. She's been beaten up by ninjas and knocked unconscious. She's been abducted by a turtle. Mm-hmm. She's been washclothed by a rat. Yep. She's been she's had her apartment and her father's antique store set on fire. This is the least traumatic thing that has happened to her in the past 24 hours. Yeah, pretty much. Um but I have to tell you as as a young man watching this movie years and years ago, this this man the 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 proximity of Casey's hands to uh you know, lack of bra <clears throat> April's lack yeah. of bra, yes, this this had an effect on me as a and child. And the, the shadow work in this scene is uh, it was well intense. lit. It's pretty <laughs> well lit. I, I'm pretty sure this this portion of my tape was a little bit. Stretched. I'm older than you, and honestly, I don't really remember caring about this scene. I just remember this. <laughs> this was sort of like one of the first experiences of seeing. I apologize. I've, I've matured. I've grown. I've evolved. But this was one of the first experiences that I remember seeing boobs move. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> You've matured so I, much. I don't know why, this. but I really want to watch this part of the movie again. Does anybody want to rewind this and watch this again? I'm going to rewind this and make sure I saw what I just saw. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this part I think of my I found copy my calling of the tape was all scrambled up for a while. Ew. Wait, what? Oh. You know, from, from rewinding and rewinding, rewinding and playing. And it stretches a little. Um, oh, okay, and yeah. it's not Ew. that long. It's oh, like he gets on. two good rubs in on her shoulder, and and then and the, the, and we there, hear yeah, that creak a, of mm, the door. Mm, there's a lot mm, of grunting. We should probably talk mm, about the grunting. Yeah, we've had yeah, like we've had no dialogue yet. Yeah, no no dialogue. And and he he's like you know there as as she comes in there. I think she like they both like sort of are grunting at each other, like as they're doing stuff and and like she's like Rawr! you know like then she like. <laughs> gets him off and, and he's and, and he's kind of like nope and then she he starts rubbing her again and she's like mm, and he i think he even kind of like goes like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or something you know, not that <laughs> obviously not that comical but i'm pretty sure he, uh, he's also making noise and then and then when the um the um the the you know uh, is it mikey that comes in it's yeah. the door yeah. creaks and mikey yeah. walks in yeah mikey he the, the every the, they all like all three of them make a mm? like an a, a a guttural kind of like tim well, allen communication michelangelo <laughs> also <laughs> walks in going <clears throat> rubbing his shoulder yeah what yeah. question <clears throat> same shoulder as april what the hell were april and michelangelo just doing that they're both injuring the same uh, left shoulder uh picking all of those carrots that yeah uh, that well, Michelangelo was training in a field yeah. in a blindfold, and April was probably hanging a picture. But I, I, I like that Mikey just kind of strolls in, like, "Well, I'm just here to break up all the sexual tension that I've been watching from the other room." How Even though I doing? have no idea what that is, <laughs> yep. because I'm a because I'm 15. <laughs> uh, April does when, when they sort of do the uh, the take and look to Mikey. April's kind of got a smile on her face. She's enjoying herself. Yeah. Oh, Casey's yeah. enjoying himself. Yeah. Um, I, I want to backtrack for a second because it occurred to me. I had mentioned on the Facebook page a while ago that I would love to see a an, a trailer cut for this movie as if it were a horror film. And it seems <laughs> oh, to me the part where Casey forces her down into the chair that would, would be, be like excellent kind of a, the hard beats for that. Yeah, for that trailer. That, that would be one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, dun, so dun, yeah, dun, Mikey dun, walks dun, in. He's grunting. Mm, ah, mm. And uh, the song is playing in the background. April smirks. Casey keeps going, keeps mm-hmm. rubbing. You know, the kid walked in on mom and dad. <laughs> it's like, just like, well, can't everyone's stop. Doing distracted. It. Can't stop. Must rub. 
Uh, yeah. and, and April says, ointment? This whole scene is just set up for a stupid joke, which I love. Yeah. Um, Mikey turtle pulls out wax. turtle wax, car wax. <laughs> and it's like the, really? only other, the only other dialogue we get in the scene is Raphael going, hey guys. As uh, Mikey's pulling out the turtle wax. Does, it, does he also say, morning Mikey? Or something like that? Uh, he, says, he, says, he, says, he says, funny Mikey. <laughs> funny Mikey? Or oh, funny Mikey? Mikey? Yeah, because like, after he pulls out Mikey. the turtle wax. Yeah, uh, okay. And okay, he's okay. giving him a noogie. We get a nice I always vintage, thought it was morning Mikey. Early 90s noogie. Mm. Morning, morning Mikey! I, I, Mikey's face when he... <laughs> when he's pointing at the turtle wax, like y- you all know what I'm going to do with this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Do, what do we all think, Michelangelo? Rachel, is the consistency of turtle once, wax. Never turtle ever wax. once had my brain go to that thought really? until really? right now. Well, think never. about what just happened. Wait, like uh, he's like, oh no, I got to go use this turtle wax yeah. now because <laughs> that, that's okay, that's oh, what I get from it. As someone God. who's never waxed a car, what is the consistency of turtle wax? Uh, it's, I would imagine it's, it's a wax like. That doesn't like, seem probably. Like, have you ever used Have you ever used wax in your hair or anything like that? Nope. All right. Or like candle uh, wax, like all I can think of is candle wax and earwax. Yeah, and that's not helpful. Just, it's probably kind of like that. It's almost like suntan lotion then at first, but then it helpful? actually gets. I, I I don't see how this would help. <laughs> uh, then what is anything. he going to because use it for? Specially yeah. formulated for turtles, guys. Duh. Honestly, like it would make sense, like if he wanted to shine his shell. See, that's always but what that I doesn't thought. help his shoulder. <laughs> Innocent yeah, little a, me. There's such a weird undertone in this scene, and he's just like, uh huh, haha. The, the way he points well, at it and looks around, so the nods. undertone isn't really. Uh, you guys, it's like you guys, you have know to kind of go put it there for yourselves. Right? <laughs> 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 I, I gotta go wax my turtle, you guys. I gotta go find a croc. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go spin no. my chucks for a while. <laughs> oh god. A fellow chucker, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. We, we took it to a really oh. dark place. Oh. I thought I was supposed to be the dirty one on this podcast, Rachel. No. Good lord! No, wait, we did, uh, no. You, you, oh man, that this is my favorite moment of yours on the show so far. <laughs> because, never mind. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Oh, oh, stop! <laughs> no, no. That's not uh, funny anymore. Yeah. Move on. This is, awkward. Right, this on. is, this is extra uh, awkward. Guys, we told us. you this is going to be an awkward minute. Why do they keep the turtle wax in the kitchen? Right? Um, they keep, apparently they keep everything in the kitchen. They keep yeah. the oat, ointment, the there's oat ho- brand, the vegetables. I, there's I can imagine like the ointment for her is just like olive oil or something. Or like Tiger Balm or something. Yeah. Mm. Well, but Tiger Balm is like an ointment. Yeah. I thought True. that it was just like vegetable oil or something. That would be even weirder if she's just rubbing vegetable oil all over her neck while Casey massages her. Well, because Casey is there. <laughs> well, it is food. She grade. knew what she was doing. Mm. Things are awkward because Casey remember, is there. Remember, she drew that picture of him and she's like, oh, and he would be, be, even be cute if he wasn't so pig-headed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. You know, you know what That's I'm true. interested in, in with this scene? I'm at, I'm, I keep imagining, like, my parents watching this with me for the first time and, like, what happened in their <laughs> brains during this yeah. scene. Because it's like, oh, I my know. God, will someone Maybe stop this notice. scene? And then just at that moment, just at that, once it gets to, like, that almost too far point, Mikey comes walking in. It's like, oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like, you know, uh, what, what was it? The Red Shoe Diaries or, or Silk Stockings? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Silk Stockings, stockings. yeah. <laughs> oh man all right so i feel like we're missing something but i don't 
Oh, I, I no, I think we got <laughs> everything it, on that part. Um, yeah. We get a noogie. Noogies are great in the early 90s. Everyone loves a noogie. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. There's such – the lack of dialogue in this minute really f- sort of forces all of the actors to rely on body language, on gesturing, on physicality in it. it and grunts. It mm-hmm. somehow still becomes a very personality-building scene. Like, we get a really good example of who Casey is and – how April's kind of feeling about him. And we, we learn that Raphael is sort of coming back into the fold. And Mikey is, even though they're sort of on the run, he's kind of happy to be around a family. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his father is missing, but the turtles are still kind of jovial. So you get a lot of information without a lot of a dialogue, which I kind of like about this minute. I think you can also see one of the straps that holds uh, Raph's turtle shell on when he gives him the noogie mm. at, oh, like, yeah. at like 56 seconds. It's painted mm. green, but yeah. You can oh, it looks yeah. like an elastic suspender. Yeah, mm. yeah perhaps. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's either one of the straps or it's uh, just a fold in the, the, the costume. Mm-hmm. Um, the minute mm-hmm. ends mm-hmm. with Leonardo sitting on a log taking a deep mm. breath uh, in preparation to perhaps poop, meditate, use the cord, <laughs> who knows. Use the cord. Use the cord. <laughs> um, and, and that brings us to the end of our minute here. This is, uh, I, I always like the framing of this shot. I think for a long time, this shot with Leonardo sort of looking sullen down at the ground with his hands folded into each other, uh, sitting on the log with the foliage in the background, this was my computer desktop for a long time. Hmm. And I'm going to take a, a screenshot of it desktop. now because I think this might be our uh, uh, episode photo it's, for this it's one. It's a really nice weird, shot. It's <laughs> yeah. the least weird shot of this of this. Alternately, minute. I could take a shot of <laughs> Casey grabbing April's. <laughs> well, we know which one Chris votes for. Oh, we're so mature. <laughs> Ninja Turtles, right? Who, Listen, who would what? think that that four grown adults sitting around talking about Ninja Turtles would be so mature? We are Not just me. we are the pinnacle of human decency. Is we what are we classy are classy and refined. Classy AF. Um, <laughs> oh boy! Anyone else got anything for this minute? No. Mm-mm. All right. I'd like to remind everyone: head over to duelinggenre.com slash support if you want to become a Patreon supporter. If you do, you will get access to our monthly weekend edition. Uh, you will get access to our cool T-shirts, which we should be seeing. Uh, they few of them should have been released by now and talked about on the Facebook page. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff for all the podcasts over at duelinggenre.com. Uh, we will see you guys tomorrow for minute sixty. For all the guests, all the guests, all the hosts here <laughs> at Teenage Mutant <laughs> All the Ninja guests Turtles we've minute, ever had. We're all just visiting. We'd like to say that was awkward for us, too. Goodbye, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Bye. Cowabunga. <laughs>